Today's episode is brought to you by Romer Skincare. Based out of Chicago, Romer launched a work-from-home clean skincare line that covers all your skincare needs with three easy steps. Why you should check them out? It's simple ingredients and effective results. Perfect upgrade if you are still washing your face with a bar of soap or a drugstore face wash. Right now, Romer Skincare is offering our listeners 15% off and a gift with your first purchase by using the code LISTENER15. That's code LISTENER15 on their website, romerskincare.com. Impress your partner and get a happy skin. So welcome back to Wild and Basic. It's Merce here and we have a very, very exciting episode today with my guest. So before we even get into the episode, I just want to record this intro real quick because this is my second time doing this. You guys are going to ask, what happened, Merce? So uh, what happened was we actually did this like Zoom uh, meeting uh, last week, but some reason when I was recording on my iPad, it did not seem to download to my photos. So I kept waiting, waiting for an hour nothing thank god my guest she was so generous she's like yeah it's totally fine we can totally record it so she's we're gonna do it again so this is our second time i was gonna say second time is the charm then i realized people said third time is the charm so let's hope it doesn't become like third time because i don't know what i would do that anyway so today i have a very very uh, interesting guest She's been in this uh, beauty and fashion industry for such a long time. She went to FIT. She also has her own, uh, own e-commerce store that sells chains. But now it's recently, uh, those are like very versatile chains. Now it's recently turned into mask chains, uh, like straps and everything. So it's so cool. Uh, I can't wait to share her story with you guys. And also her story with just, you know, mental health and related to just beauty standards. Uh, I just really wanted to touch base on that. It's not just like career wise, because I feel like I like people always focus on that. I don't want this podcast to be just career. I want it to be also somewhat uh, mental health related as well. So let's get into today's episode. Hi, Lara. So welcome to Wild and Basic. Thank you for having me. Yes, uh, it is. Uh, it's been a long coming. Well, except like this is our second time recording it. People already know I already recorded that part. Amazing. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna start with like a little bit of your career, a little bit, but like you don't have to like get too detailed into it. I just want to ask this question because this is something like it was like kind of like a trend on TikTok that like people made this video about like. Um, what how they are right now like how they are successful or in their businesses versus like when they were like 17 or 18 and it was like they're at the door crying or something so i wanted to ask this question is like if you could turn back in time and talk to your 17 18 year old self what would you tell her uh not to plan to definitely Mm -hmm. just be open um i think and that's gonna be okay i think it's really human nature for us to worry about our futures and with every decade, whether you're going into your twenties, your thirties, you know, to have these, well, first of all, you're usually used to be like, here's your five-year plan. And if you're doing anything in the digital world, like forget that the internet's going to change so much. Your opportunities are so big because of the internet, because of social networks. Like you never know who's going to change your life, whether it's getting a new job lead, 
And there's just so much opportunity out there to connect and to create and to do your own thing. And I think we're seeing a lot more like entrepreneurs now, um, especially TikTok, Instagram, people like leading their own businesses. So I would just say to like, keep learning, keep meeting people, um, don't have an agenda. You know, there's people I've known for 10 years that suddenly we're doing something now. And I think that when you're too focused on, um, you know, just, oh, this person works here, so I want to be their friend, or this person I think can do this for me. You just never know. And I've also seen it um, across the board. Be nice to everybody. You never know. Like I always tell my interns, I'm going to be working for you one day. Like you just, you never know. And I've seen a lot of PR people be super nice to an editor when they're at the top and at a magazine, and then they leave and go somewhere. They were kind of not working for a little while. And they don't, they act like they don't exist. And then suddenly they're back at another big publication. And, you know, they, they remember that. Like, you remember who your friends are when you're at your lows. I think it's easy for everyone to, like, want to be around you and do things when you're at your highs. But I think to just really consistently be there, um, be open. And I would just tell myself, yeah, to just keep trying new things and pay attention, like, what's going on in the world. You know, if Instagram's huge, like, get on Instagram. But then if something else seems like, like, TikTok, like, the early adopters have done so well because they got in there. So, like, try new things. Don't just be like, Instagram will be the future of everything because you never know. Exactly, exactly. So what would you say, because I think this is something, like, especially some of our listeners, even sometimes I struggle with, too, like, I like to make connections with people, but at the same time, I also don't want to look like I am just meeting them because like, you know, they are related with something or they're related with a company or something. What is like your best approach? Because like you also want to make connection with people, you know, acquaintances, you're like people just, you know, but you also don't want to come across as like, oh, I am just trying to be friends with you or connect with you just because you're doing something. Yeah. I think we put like a lot of pretense on things. Like I literally just DM the celebrity I like love um, she's launching a podcast and it's like amazing. And I literally just DM'd her and was like, was like, I love your podcast. I think you're doing amazing. And I was like, if you want some mass change for my line, I'd love to send you some. Um, and that's sort of been my sort of strategy on things is like, I love to, and it's like, obviously I have a mass chain line and some other things, but even without that, like, I think writing people love letters is like super nice. Sometimes and I'm on both ends, like having a brand. So you want to get it out there and you want to connect with people, but also getting people who want to connect with me and your approach is everything. And I think too many times people are like, Oh, I'm so nervous. Oh, I don't want to do this. Worst case scenario, someone doesn't reply. And nine out of 10 times they're not replying because they didn't see it. Like I always tell people, you have to stalk me because once you get a hundred DMS, when you do a story, you lose people's like notifications or sometimes my inbox is full, but if you just write people and are just like, I think you're awesome. And you can say something as simple as that, or like, Hey, you know, if you ever have two minutes, I'd love to, you know, email you some questions or whatever it is that you're trying to do, but it just never hurts to be like, hi, I think you're amazing. And I just wanted to let you know that whatever. And like, that's kind of nice too, because I do think that when you're trying to just like approach it from a place of, I want you to do something for me, or I need something from you people sense that versus you're just like thinking like, Hey, I'd love to connect with you. And it just be nice. And it not be, Oh, I want to connect with you for you to do X, Y, and Z for me and promote my brand and shout me out on Instagram and to do this and to do this. And like, I think sometimes people feel a little bit more, I don't know, like it's, that's harder for me because I obviously have a hundred things going on. You have a hundred things going on. So when someone approaches you in a way that feels very aggressive or like, 
you're just turning me into your intern. Uh, I tend to be like, red flag, red flag. But when somebody's just like, you inspire me, like, I'd love to learn how you like did this. I'm trying to start my own business. Like, I respect that. And I like relate to that. And sometimes I'm like, listen, I don't have time right now, but contact me in a week or here's my email. Like, let's connect in whatever time. So just your, think about your approach and how you'd want to be talked to and treated. Exactly. And especially because like, I feel like whenever even like any brands is reaching out to me, it's like, it has nothing to do with the product. It's like, at least what I expect from them or even just anyone, I'm pretty sure you feel the same. It's like, at least I hope you checked out my brand or like know what I post and content. Like you just know what my style is, or at least my name is at least. Great advice. All of this is great advice on both ends too, by the way, because I get that all the time where they're like, hi, do you want to promote us? And here's this and here's an affiliate link. And I'm like, do you even know who I am or what I do? And on the flip, I, we get a lot of celebrities and major influencers. We don't pay. People love us and they want to post about us. And that feels really nice and organic. But because of that, I get these like, kind of like, I don't want to use the word disgusting, but some of these influencers, I'm like, what are you right? It's like, hi, I have a high following. Here is this like, if you'd like to pay me, I will promote your product. And I'm like, no, thank you. I want people who like love my brand, you know, and it's just like generic note. It's not like, Hey, I checked out your site. You know, I really connected with these, whatever. Like, I love your story. I love how you were like, what are the first in the space and how you made this safety and like did this. Like, there's none of that. It's just, and some people do that. So don't get me wrong. And that's the way to approach it because on both ends, like nobody wants to send you or partner with you if you don't even seem like you genuinely know or care about a product and on the flip when you're getting asked to be the influencer for something no one wants to just promote you and take free stuff for something that feels really off brand or like you don't even know who we are like it's like you're both sides you feel like a billboard and you're like that's not really fun exactly and the other thing is that people don't understand is that like especially this doesn't work for like either one of them none of them benefits from that brand or the like the influencer influencer i guess gets money but like you only get one time partnership because i feel like nowadays you have to keep thinking about the future so if you can build a long lasting relationship with this brand you can be working with them on and on and that could turn into actually a very good business partnership absolutely and that's what it is it's like on both ends like brands want to see that like you love them also the way you do your content i mean you know this it's just how are you talking about? It? Are you just seeking product, putting it in front of you, making it sound really like vapid and just like, I got paid here, this is, or do you on your stories being like, I've been trying this for months and this is what I feel and making it look cool and feel cool and part of your actual everyday life. And when brands, I know for me organically, when I'm tagging them or they see I'm using something, I'll get a reach on the like, Do you want to collaborate? You know, can you do content for us? And I'm like, absolutely. But that obviously takes time, you, you know, being an influencer, that's the other thing. I think I come from a place from being both sides. I'm like, oh, I when I gift, I want them to like love it. Or when they ask somebody ask me for something, I'm like, go enjoy it. Like, see how you like it. Shoot in your own time. Do things. I'm not like, okay, in exchange, you're going to do this for me. You're going to do this for me. You're going to do this for me, which sometimes brands do. And I'm like, I'll get an email being like, we'd love to send you these shoes. And I'm like, thank you. Sure, they look super cute. And of course, I'm going to story it or when I wear them, tag it. But suddenly they'll be like, great. So can you also confirm? And it's like, how many followers you have here? How many followers you have here? What you're going to do? And I'm like, whoa, that is a paid partnership. Like if you're going to stock me for like, I will pay for it. Like we now in New York city have to even pay interns. Like you're making me feel like, you know, like, no, like I'm not, you can do all that research of what my following is. You should already do that before you're coming at me with like a quote unquote gift. And now I feel like I owe you 
hours of my life in exchange for, which I don't have to give. And I would just buy it. It's cool. If I want it, you keep your free thing. Like, you know, that when people intrude on you in that way, you're like, oh. Today's episode is presented by State Bags. State Bags makes beautifully well-made cool products while using the power of business to give back to the community. For every State Bag purchased, State handles a backpack packed with essential tools for success to an American child in need. But their commitment goes beyond a simple material donation. State Bags has your back. And part of that commitment is making a difference in local kids' lives. To get you ready for your commute or wherever you are traveling next, State is offering our listeners 15% of their next purchase at statebags.com using the code POD. That is 15% of your next purchase using the code POD at statebags.com. Statebags, they have your back. Another thing I want to ask, this is something like you can also talk about like personal or just if you want to share, if you could share, because it, it could really help. Uh, what are like some of your biggest failure and what did you like learn from it? I can like share one of them. Like it's just uh, when I first started, like I, you know, I didn't know so much about this because when I started, like I was right out of college, I think I was like 21 or something. And it was just like, this was all new for me because I was I wasn't even like gonna do, uh, I didn't even know people were like content creators or influencers or anything like that. So I was just doing uh, like for fun, like I was creating content on myself. Uh, then it just eventually turned to a business. But along the way, I learned in so many ways that like, oh, you can just, you know, trust everyone. You can just create content for free all the time. Like I just learned so many times it's just because like I was spending hours sometimes for a brand and that would just randomly give me simple product. And it wasn't even the brand that like I knew or love. It was more like I had no idea about the product. It was just more like I was so excited because it was one of my first times that like I accepted it and I was like, oh my God, it's so cool that like someone wants to work with me. Then I learned from it that like, you know, it's it's more than that. Like you have to build a relationship and you have to kind of like, it has to be organic somewhat that like your uh, followers would like. Uh, What are like some of the things that you could mention or you could share? Yeah, I mean, I got in the space pretty quickly and I was lucky. Like I came from the beauty world and I was always going to all these like beauty shows and beauty awards and things. So free products were not like this novelty to me by the time I got into like the influencer world, which I think helped with exactly what you're saying. Because of course, the first time you get anything from a brand, you're so excited, myself included, um, for your writing, for your presence. But I was never, you know, super focused on working with people I didn't like because there's been sort of an evolution of influencers. And when I was first in the space, which was like 10 years ago before it was a thing, it was people were coming to you for your opinion. There was no like money in the game at that point. So it wasn't, I felt very like, oh, I have to really love everything I talk about or I can't put it up because that's what it was. Now influencers just kind of change to be content creation, which makes sense, right? You're creating content for them. It's not always about if you like the brand or you don't. But back then it was just so important for that piece and that's what why people went to influencers. So I didn't make, knock on wood, like too many of those types of errors, but I've definitely been in agreements where I thought like, oh my gosh, I love the brand. So I love like what I'm talking about, but then the content that I was almost, I don't want to say forced to do was not 
in line with what I'm comfortable with. Because a lot of times whenever there's a money exchange, you sign a contract. So you are obligated to do something. So I've, I've joked that there have been multiple times where I've loved the brand. I've hated the PR person or the process or the deliverables or the way they want. Because nobody knows your content better than you. And maybe in the beginning, you're finding your voice and figuring it out. But when somebody comes in and just like makes you do certain things that you know are going to bomb, that's like a failure in my opinion and even the feeling of like oh i just want to get this partnership over with i was so excited but now i like hate this is like the worst um let's say that because you know the truth is like with the internet you can always make things right and i also think i'm really good um with not accepting something the way it is like i've had like i remember one time i did something with puma and i was so excited and normally i'm like which shoes are you going to send me or which shade of lipstick or which you know i kind of examine a little bit more before i partner with a brand just on one thing and I remember I was like yay send I'd love to work with you guys and of course they were like the ugliest shoes I've ever seen which was so unlike them it was like these big Barney looking like hot oh my God. I don't know and I was just like I'm so sorry I normally do like ask to see in advance but I just really exactly. like all of your shoes like I was a little bit like er. and you know they were super cool and it wasn't like they they just weren't for me they would have might have worked on someone else's page but I was like this is not like really my style and you know they were great they were like would you like any of these new styles and there was like the sick pair of black patent pair that was like much more nice and they were like I was like great yeah so I think I encourage everybody to like it's something you get like that little gut feeling, whether it's early on the process or later on, just like say something, work with them. People are always like, I'm too afraid to ask. And I'm not, I think that's like the biggest thing is like, I'm like, or we could do it this way. And I think this, I'm always trying to like do my own idea. I'm rarely like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, your idea is great. Now, how about we do this? <laughs> exactly. And I think one thing I am also learning too, is like also now just like, I feel like you shouldn't care so much at the end of the day if you have a question or if it is something that you don't want to do, you can simply ask also if they don't want to do it, that is okay. Like, you know, yeah. at worst case scenario, they're just going to say no and you just move on like, to something I else. An idea. Like I'm totally down to do that, but what would you think about this? Like people love to hear your feedback because a lot of times people who are running the programs, they haven't been in our shoes. So they don't always fully get it or for them. Like I'm dealing with it right now. They're like, and then there's this promotion and this sale. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Whoa, you're overwhelming me with all your like, do you want this code and that code? And I'm like, okay, just give me like a basic code. Cause that's always nice for my readers to have a discount. But like, all of this extravaganza, I'm like, do you want something with like a lot of copy on it? I'm like, nope. I don't want any assets with copy on it. It does proven to do really badly on Instagram. Like, I don't want that. Like, here's yeah, when something is like so salesy, especially on Instagram, it's like too much. It's not your thoughts. Yes. It just doesn't work. And it's like, you just want to explain to them, this is too, like, like your product's awesome. I want to sell a million because it's the best thing ever. But this approach is just going to turn people off and make them run the other way. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Okay. This is something is like, because I get this a lot. I used to at least get this a lot, but like now it's just people don't see me. What is like something people seem to misunderstand about you? I would totally say myself. So you just like maybe get from it. Like people would, I guess from my Instagram or YouTube or whatever, people would apparently think that like I was unapproachable or I was just not friendly. That's what they get from my Instagram. <laughs> Like, I really got that so many times. Uh, but like, I guess when they met me, they're like, oh my God, you're so different. Like, but what, what is something that people just like, oh, I did not see that coming. 
Yeah, I think I'm like, people think things in my life are like very easy and I'm like super blessed, which I am, but I, I don't think people fully understand how much work everything is. All these collaborations, like they don't just like fall into my lap and I wake up one morning and like, oh, these things are amazing and perfect. Uh, even with my line, like we've had so much success, like it's been amazing, even like Sarah Jessica Parker recently wearing them and you know, all the magazines that have been writing about us, but people don't realize that for like all those great moments, each of them take like, hundreds of hours. Um, I mean, not the celebrity part, but you know, you know what I mean? Like you're just literally mailing out products to editors, you're manually typing in their addresses, you're fulfilling your own orders, you're dealing with product development, you're doing packaging. I purely self-fund everything myself. I think people love to be like, oh yeah, yeah, they probably just got money from their parents or an investor. Oh yeah, it's probably warehouse somewhere and they're shipping it off. And it's like, nope, I'm packing every order, then I'm doing every Instagram post, and I'm scheduling photo shoots to like put the products on the website, then I'm at, you know, it's a lot. And the amount of commitment it requires is, it's just horrible, it's like way too much, it's horrible. Um, but you know, and like, I love it, but you know, I'm putting in like 10 plus hour days, every days on weekends, you know, I'm not just, I think Gary Vee did this great video and it was like, what my life, the people think it's like, and it's like private yachts, airplanes, partying with celebrities, like beautiful. And it's like, versus the truth. And he's like 10 hour or whatever, 12 hour days. It shows him at the airport, like lonely. He's like working all the time doing, and it's true. It's just, it's so much work to do this. And, and for anybody who's trying to like get into their own products, like you can't just like create products and put on the internet and be like, I'm a social star. It's going to sell. It's like, no, you got to like have a full strategy. You got to get it out there. You got to repost things. You got to use Instagram to connect with people. You got to come up with cool collaboration ideas. And then you got to convince the other person that it's such a good idea for them to work with you. And this is why. So yeah, I would just say that's my biggest thing is that people- Yeah, it's because I think like because of like the way that Instagram is, I guess, at least that's where we're like mostly active from like everything looks so effortless which is like i feel like that's the illusion that's essentially what we are trying to portray but like there's so much goes behind the scenes like a lot goes behind the scenes uh that like people never seem to get or like they just never seem to understand uh, because they don't essentially know or like see it so that's one reason sometimes like i feel like that's why like I expand into different social media platforms or YouTube or TikTok that I can show more behind the scenes so that like people can see cool. what else is going on. You're so good at it. And I think that's the thing too, how I approach influencers and people is like their time is valuable because it's not like, oh, I just took this quick selfie in five seconds and hit a button and posted it to Instagram and then it went viral and was amazing. Like the amount of work, especially when you do quality work and images and editing and also just setting up your shoots and thinking about it and the product, like there's a lot that goes into everything that everybody does on Instagram. So having that like respect for that time, I think is really important. And I think, yeah, so I guess that's probably my biggest thing is just to like misconception is, and people too always be like, how do you get such cool partnerships? I'm like, I only work with cool brands. I only approach cool brands. I only like, you know, I'm not here for, you know, there's a lot of influencer networks now. And like, you'll see it on people's Instagram pages. It's like today, I like this pepper tomorrow, I like this shampoo tomorrow, I like this. And it just feels like sponsored ad, ad, ad. <laughs> You guys know how much I love CBD. If you have been following me on Instagram or YouTube, you have seen I have done so many CBD product reviews. So this time I'm partnering with Wild CBD. Wild produces the best tasting edibles on the market, only using real fruit and all natural flavoring. Wild's new CBD line currently offers real fruit infused gummies 
and also infused sparkling water. Each gummy is dosed with 25 mg of CBD and can be purchased in a bottle of 10 or 20. Wild CBD is offering our listeners 30% of their next purchase from wildcbd.com. That is wildcbd.com by using the code POD. That is code P-O-D for 30% of your next purchase. And brands look at that. They want somebody who's relatable to their brand. I'm not necessarily for everybody, but I'm like, I'd rather work with a few brands and do a really cool thing than a hundred brands just to be like, I work with everybody. You know, it's not, that doesn't exactly. And it doesn't feel very approachable or organic or like myself. So I like for things to be in that. And you can find things that like, you know, I was a Lavazza ambassador for years and I, that was like my favorite coffee. I like learned about them when I was in Africa and there was no coffee except for this one little region that had Lavazza. And I'd seen their logo and I'd had it in the States, but then I was like massively posting about them because after you've had bad, bad coffee for like a week and you discover. Yes, you know, no, for sure. From the Italians, you're like, yes. <laughs> you know, and then I like did a lot of very cool things with them. You know, we did some correspond stuff at like the US Open and like things that were very on brand. Like I've been obsessed with tennis since I was a kid. You know, I've always been, every influencer is obsessed with coffee if they're like running on that. As their for thing. real. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you don't have to be like, oh, I'm only in fashion and beauty. So I only do these things, but at least everything else with that was like out of the quote unquote typical you know, realm really felt on brand for me. It's not like I'm using some sort of like, I don't know, some weak instant coffee that I'm like, this is great. When it's unless that instant coffee is like amazing, you know? Yeah. And dark, you know, then like, great, that's what you should be encouraging because you're on the go and this would make sense for you. But, you know, otherwise just pick things that you genuinely love and you kind of can't fail with it. And your content also like shows your enthusiasm. Exactly. And there's something like Gary Vee said, I don't know if you have seen this episode, I think it was on TikTok or Twitter, or in, on his podcast, because he has like Gary Vee audio experience. So he was saying that like, because a lot of people are always like, oh, it's just my niche, like I have to focus on just that one thing. But then he also said like, you are your own niche. So whatever your, you know, focuses are or passions are, that's why people would follow you. Absolutely. I mean, listen, like Gary Vee is like, for me, the person I'm like on the same wavelength, like he posts things and I'm like, yes. Or I feel like I'll say something and then like, I'll see it like come up somewhere. Like double tap. (laughs) Yes. I'm like, exactly. Like he just sort of gets it in terms of like the effort and everything else. And just, it's very honest and relatable um, and just very accurate, I find too. But you know, and a lot of things I'm saying here, I feel like he said before too, is like, we put up our own walls. Like when you're talking about failure, do you know how many times people are like, oh my gosh, I reached out to this person. They didn't reach back at, they didn't reply. And they like think they've failed in life over it. And I'm like, they didn't reply. Like, unless they replied with, I hate you. You are the worst person, you know, never contact me again. Like, why are you internalizing? That's what they think about you. They probably just missed it. Or, you know, people put so much like, I'm like, oh, I tried to talk to this brand. I'm like, who cares? things come back. Like I remember I pitched American Express something and like never, they were like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And like four years later, they came back to me with like this amazing ambassadorship opportunity. And I was like, this is hilarious. I pitched you like a bigger program for like no money. And now you're coming back. You want me to be an ambassador? Like, it's just like, it never makes any sense how things work out. But yeah, you know, I looked at them and I was like, I'm a small business. I do this. This is why I think we'd be great. And somebody at a completely different company that they rep saw that in my brand years later. And that's why they approached me. But it's, you know, it's like the failure thing you've got to let go of because you'll never progress. Like I, people are always like, 
you do so well. I'm like, yeah, but for every one thing that happens, 10 things probably didn't happen. And they're not failures. They're just like in my rear view mirror by now, you know, I'm like, oh, well, yeah. you know, failure is like, if you actually like made like a huge mistake or like, you have to honor all your things that you do, all my TV appearances, all my segments, like I really take the time to learn about the brand, to know what I'm, you know, they're supposed to be your picks, your favorites. You should know about them. I'm not making a mistake. Uh, so not going to what I've been pretty lucky that we haven't had any on-air blunders, um, you know, and the thing too is if you make a mistake, that's human. Like I recently had a situation where I'm doing a custom order and the guy was like, he's like, we were doing a custom something and he was like, okay, he's like, I'd love to see a proof for this. And I was like, wait, you wanted that? Like you, I don't have the file. Uh -huh. Like I was like, wait, you, we agreed on this. And, it, and he, I was like freaking out, of course. So I'm like, oh my God, I just made this huge mistake on this custom thing. And it's a big order. Oh my God, with a brand that I like love. And then he writes back like five minutes. I was like, whoops, never hit the send button. Totally was me. Can we still do it this way? Like I understand I'll add time to the timeline. And I was like, okay, let me find out what the time new timeline would be if we do it your way versus what I thought you wanted. But you know, like it, it was a communicate, it was just a mishap and also Mercury's in retrograde. So it's the yeah, way. I mean, honestly, I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> and one thing I would say. <laughs> yeah, but if you make the mistake, you know, had that been my mistake, I would have been like, okay, listen, I will like, here are our options. Like we can add time to the timeline. I can do it. Here are the three ways we can solve this. Or if you're okay with the original, which is what I thought you wanted, I'll knock off my, I'll do it for free. You know what I mean? Like you have to make things right with people. You can't, you know, those are your relationships and that like people understand when people make mistakes and same way he made that mistake and I'd already packed the order and everything. I was like, oh, but I was like, you know what? No harm done. I can reuse this for holiday. This is at least my stuff. It's not customized. And then it fell apart, which would have sucked because then you can't use it. Um, yeah. But you know, it's fine. Like you just apologize and you're like, listen, I forgot. Like I made a mistake. That's also why for my paid projects. Um, I'm super on them. They're in my timeline. They're in my calendar. That's like when I say brand like books out my time, I don't think of you as paying me for my influence or paying me for like to do be a billboard. I think of you paying for my time to create content or be on air for you, be on set. And honestly, I do a lot for free. But when I do, I'm very unwilling to commit to things and timelines because of this reason. Like if I'm committed to you, I'm not going to change the date or be like, you know what, I would love to do this, but can we do it next week? Because I suddenly got three jobs I need to do. Like people need to understand people are booking your time. And if you're just doing coffee with me or need help, I'm like, listen, I really want to do that this week, but I have to move this next week because it's not a gig and you have to honor your commitments. And that's where you have to prioritize or you'll just lose your mind. <laughs> exactly. Like the one thing was like, especially with this, not just like nowadays, but in general, like especially when you're working for yourself, you have to really time yourself, like manage yourself because if you don't, there's so many projects and gets in between places and there's deadlines and like there's proofs that you have to send it to certain people. So there's like, you know, they have to check the drafts. It's not like you can just post it without their permission. There's like so many things goes behind. So you have to be really careful with that. And if you just overwhelm yourself with like free things or friends or helping people, you know, you'll just miss your deadlines and then that will be bad. Like I have a few brands who are like, oh, did you get to try my skincare? I'm like, listen, guys, like I only have so much skin. Exactly. And now like I really honor my skincare commitments and I care about how I take care of myself. Like I can't try your free product. I'm, you sent it without even telling me and... Or you did, but I was like, listen, if I have another partnership or I'm doing something for the magazine I work for, if I'm doing something for, you know, whatever, a different project I'm working on or an honor segment, like I can't prioritize that product you sent. And it's just how it works. 
this this question you can skip if you haven't watched this uh because it's like relates to so much in the industry and just like also because you have been in marketing so long so maybe you can say a few things about it have you watched emily in paris oh my gosh my straps were on emily in paris yes 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 like i, I would so what do you think about the entire show because like there's like people you know just hate the show they're like this I is just it. so bad that like they watch it <laughs> No, here's the thing about Emily in Paris. First of all, like it's obviously one side or one look in Paris. People are getting way too excited over a show. I mean, I found it very entertaining. It was a little overacted in the beginning, but like yes. we all binged it. So like, thank you for a show. Did any show right now that can take you out of like what's happening in the world and give you like a break, whether you love it or hate it. Um, I don't know. I appreciated how attractive they all were. <laughs> it was really like fun to watch. <laughs> Do I get to say that? But you know, like you know, when you like the lead was just they were so attractive. I was like, oh, you just wanted her to be with him, but you also love Cam. I, I mean, I'm conflicted. Um, I thought the style. It's so funny because everybody's like so focused on just Emily's look, but I thought Cammy's style was super cool. I enjoyed a lot of the fashion scenes that like went you know beyond just hers and yeah. I don't know it made me miss Paris and I love just like seeing the city and I think that everybody who was like I'm like listen there's so much so much happening in the entire world that's so negative right now that to be the amount of reactions I've seen to the show just it's hilarious like it makes me laugh because like at the end of the day it's so not that serious like it was so entertaining everybody who hated it watched it to the end normally when you hate a show you're like this bores me you're not into like I stopped watching it but I'm like so impressed that everybody couldn't put it down and yet they have so many opinions. Um, I know it's my entire Instagram feed too. It's like, I loved it. I hated it. I loved it. Everyone has to have like, it's such a strong opinion. And it's like, all right. It's I think what gets most people the most, like the, you know, the part that's like, she, you know, she started taking a like, selfie. Then she had like 230 followers. Then all of a sudden she has like now 20,000 followers or something. People are like, oh, she just got like this many followers. They're posting just like random pictures and like using one or two hashtags. That's that what they're like. like. Big repost. That was supposed to be what it was from like whoever was the essentially like, I don't remember what the character was based off of, but whoever that woman was that reposted her was like, and then it was supposed to be picked up by multiple big publications. So that's mm-hmm. how she got her quote unquote following. But you know what? Listen, do you know, like I was, I'm supposed to be on this panel in a few weeks and somebody was like, should we work with this reality star for this panel on like entrepreneurship? And I was like, yeah, but like they obviously got their following from being on a show, which is different than when you have to like build up your following. It can be very challenging. It's like any actor on that show might have been not known before this or not have a following. As soon as you're on a show with something like that, you're going to have an instantly great grab following. It's going to grow. You know, so growth comes from these random things, which I think is how she, they're trying to portray. Like she did this one thing that went viral and that's how she made her following and it grew from there. So I think that is realistic to some degree because anybody who's just growing it from like a simple organic or even content curation, it's so impossible. It's so hard. But, you know, when it comes exactly. to something viral, which I think is what they were trying to say versus, you know. Mm-hmm, for sure. So I want to ask, because you already mentioned Gary Vee, but like there's two more people I want to ask. So who are these like three people you, you have been like, you're saying like this is so influential? Uh, I'm assuming one of them is Gary Vee, but you can change it. Yeah, no, he's super, I, I just like, I just love his realness. And I think that he really encourages people to like try new things and to, and he looks at different ends of business. Like you can turn things down for your quality of life, which I think is really important. And also 
he tries to get people not to worry about it. Cause like, I know I was super stressed as many people are, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago over my career. And it's only within just like believing in yourself and just working down the path. You don't always have to know where that path is going to take you, but just like putting that effort in. Um, he talks a lot about your finances, like not living outside your means. Like I can't tell you how many of my friends got, you know, obviously got laid off because of everything. And then they were like, I barely saved anything. And I was like, but you live in this crazy apartment and you make this much money. Like, how are you not planning for your future? And like, what if something, not even like a pandemic, which obviously nobody would plan for, but like, what if you were just going to lose your job? Like, why didn't you save enough for a few months? Which is completely normal and on track when you're starting out because you're not making a lot of money. But as soon as you're making like, you know, well into six figures, you should be saving some of that. You shouldn't just be like, I mean, I shouldn't tell people how to live, but I, you know, for us, like I lived in the same apartment for 10 years as my finances went up. Like I really made sure I was planning because especially we live in a volatile world, right? It being an influencer, you're not, you don't have a boss. You don't have somebody paying your insurance. You don't have them paying your everything. So it's not a steady paycheck where you can just rely on it. And then, you know, you're working for yourself. So you have to be, you have to know that some months you're going to do outstandingly well and some months you, you might not, but if, especially if you don't want to settle and just work with any brand, you want to pick and choose, you should have a cushion so that you can be okay. So he talks a lot about that. And I really like appreciate that because I think that's something that's really important. Um, I love Drew Barrymore. Um, I love her. I mean, met her a million times. Uh, she does a lot of different things in the industry, which I think are really cool. She is big charity component, but she's just somebody who's like been acting since she was a kid, obviously. It's like ET, everybody knows it. She like has had fun, but then she's one, the nicest person, which I respect, but she's just like a super entrepreneur. Like she's always doing something new. She's not just like, oh, I made my money off acting. Now I'm going to retire. Like, I love that. She's like, I'm going to start a makeup company because I was a cover girl spokesperson for years and I love makeup and now I want to go into this world. And then she's like, you know, I'm really into interiors. So I'm going to launch an interior line with Walmart. It's so cool. And then she's like, now has her own talk show. Like, so for me, I like love that she's like constantly building off of her influence and her connections and trying new things. She's not just complacent and she just supports other women and just a good, like that for me is like my kind of person. So she's up there. Okay. Uh, so what is next for Pretty Connected? Like something that you can say, uh, unless you sign an NDA, which I totally get. Um, I have a pretty big hair contract for next year that I'm really excited to be a ambassador for. I've been working with a brand for a little while. So it's nice when you develop something like a relationship and you're trying something before it's out and then you get to be a part of it. So that's Stay tuned for that. Um, right now it's like, you know, we're expanding. Um, obviously we do multi-purpose chains. We got really well known for the mass chain since we're in that space very quickly. Um, but we're doing cell phone cases next. I think we'll probably expand some other cool products as well on that front. Um, what else is on the horizon? I'd like to write a children's book. I have a great, that's like, that's so cool. That would be so that's cool. Like the next thing I'd like to focus on. Um, I've already like written it and it's really cute and on a really cute premise. Um, but you know, again, it's like, that's so not my world. I feel like I dabble in so many different worlds and connections except for children's books. Kids. So that'll probably take some energy to find the right people and partners um, and get opinions and all of that. So I'd like that to be in my next plan or thing I do. 
Oh, that's good. These are like some cool plans because like, it's good to like have, you know, biggest, like kind of like different projects going around. So like, because, you know, especially because like if someone asked me like when I was 20 that like I would be doing this, I would have never guessed that. I feel like you have to just kind of keep your horizon a little bit open because you can never, yeah. yeah. You never know. And that's, I think it's part of the fun too, especially once you get the ball rolling is to like see what you can do. Exactly. So uh, where can uh, everyone find you? Uh, so you can uh, put all your social medias. I will definitely put them in the description of the podcast, but you can also mention it at too. Pretty Connected. It's prettyconnected.com, at Pretty Connected on all the social networks. Like I'm very, you can Google Pretty Connected. I'll probably come up. Um, so I'm very easy to find. Yes. Also, you have your chains, Pretty Connected shop. So I will also definitely put that in the description as well. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much for (laughs) recording with me for the second time. So I really appreciate it. My pleasure. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining and I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.